there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play welcome back to another episode of open floor filling in for your host michael the podvina i'm rohan Arkney, joined today from sports illustrated's uh i mean he's in california but he's still the head of sports illustrated's philadelphia bureau <laughs> si senior writer john gonzalez john how's it going buddy i'll take it i'll take uh philadelphia bureau chief it yeah feels good it's it's a Listen, Philadelphia should be what New York is, is my take. Like everyone in, you know, my age cohort ends up moving to New York at some point in their life. I think mm-hmm. that city should actually be Philly. Okay. I was, I was worried for you there for a second when you yeah, said Philadelphia yeah. should be New York. And I was like, yeah. oh, this is, this is going to get away from him. But you stuck the landing. Uh, you're right. It's an underrated city. And I, I recommend it. Although you keep telling me that the complaints we get about me talking about Philly incessantly, uh, <laughs> I don't know that this will help. That's true. I guess now I'm now I'm part of the problem. Uh, John, are you ready to do a full one-hour discussion on Tua Tungavailoa's historic performance yesterday against the Baltimore Ravens? Uh, that's all I have written down on my notes. Is just I think that's Tua. the other podcast. That's MMQB. I think Connor <laughs> and Gary probably have that covered. Luckily. I texted Connor and Gary and I called them cowards because I said, I dare you to put me on the podcast. You won't. Um, as uh, our number one to and on supporter here uh, at Sports Illustrated. I was glad to see that. And unfortunately, we will be talking about basketball today, but we actually have a lot to get to. We're going to play a fun game of free agent matchmaker later with some real, uh, real interesting free agent class left. So we're going to do some free agency matchmaker. Uh, we also had some news this morning, though. Um, Shams Charania 
for the athletic reporting on some of the things that the NBA and NBPA are talking about in regards to the upcoming CBA. Both sides have a chance to opt out on December 15th. I think obviously both sides would like to avoid a work stoppage. Some of the topics include uh, changing the draft eligibility from 19 to 18 as early as the 2024 draft, a mental health designation for the injury report, treating mental health injuries the same as physical injuries, allowing players to seek a second opinion, etc., uh, an emphasis on player fan civility. Uh, emph- uh, the union would like to emphasize player equity in the next collective bargaining agreement. And we also have the possibility of harsher luxury tax penalties. John, where do you want to go with this? What stood out to you? Where would you like to begin with what's yeah, this news this morning? I think the two top line items uh, mm-hmm. are certainly the eligibility rules, lowering it from 19 to 18, clearing the way for us to go back to the return of the high school player. I love it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, look just the other day in the premier league. Uh, I don't know if you're a soccer fan, but in the premier league, a, a kid who was 15 years old, former sports illustrated now at ESPN, uh, the great Luis Miguel Echegaray tweeted about it. And I was like, this kid's 15. You got to be kidding me. So to put this artificial cap on, Oh, it's got to be 19. You've got to go to high school or you've got to go to college for a year or go off to, uh, Europe or, you know, play in some other league, wait a year. It's absurd. What's the difference between 19 and 18? I say, you know, if you're ready, you're never going to be ready at 18 or 19. But, you know, if if you have the means to potentially hook on with an NBA team, I'm all for it. And then the mental health uh, designation, too, I think is something that we really get, need to discuss and unpack. Yeah, I agree. We should get into the mental health thing. I'll just say in, t- in terms of the draft eligibility, mm-hmm. um, I'm surprised it took this long. This has been something the league and union have both seemingly been talking about for quite a long time. It- it's strange to me that it took this long to do it. They're planning on it for 2024. Just a couple notes on that. That would be, I know there's a lot of interest around this. Bronny James's first eligible draft year in this scenario. Uh, whether Bronny is good enough to make it to the NBA, I think some people still call into question, but theoretically Bronny could be drafted in 2024, the same year LeBron is scheduled to be a free agent. It also creates what people refer to as a double draft because you'll have the one-year college players entering in 2024 as well as the high school class of 2024 all entering that draft the same year, which means some of these teams, I think the Thunder have four first-round picks that year. Although if you look at some of them, I think two of them, one's top five protected, one's top ten protected. But if you, again, if you have a kind of a double lottery situation, uh, teams with a lot of draft picks that year are in a little bit better shape. There's one more thing that I think actually could end up being the biggest deal out of these updates, but let's start with the mental health designation. Uh, Another thing that you... When you hear it, you're like, what took so long for a sports league to make this designation? Yeah, I mean, look, I I think that this is bubbling up around Ben Simmons from last year, Mm -hmm. right? Because part of his salary uh, was shunted off to the side in escrow, and he had to work with the Sixers to get part of that back. Mm -hmm. But this is an issue that has been at the forefront for the last few years, right? Because you've you've seen players like DeMar DeRozan and Kevin Love especially really discuss it openly in a way that, you know, it hadn't really been broached 
previously, right? It was, oh, you know, you, you got to get out there, toughen up, like this really recalcitrant old school language built around, oh, you're, you're not, you need to be mentally tough when that's not the way that mental health works. And I remember, I guess it was like 2017, I was in Cleveland and Kevin Love was like really open about it. And I, I remember being at a practice and having like a long conversation with uh, Kevin Love and like a bunch of other media members about his mental health and like why he thought it was so important to discuss it, uh, why we needed to have better and more open conversations with different kinds of language, using different kinds of language than we had previously used. So five years on, you're right. Yeah, this is a long time coming. And I'm glad that the league and the NBPA is finally, it looks like going to reach an accord on that. Yeah, I, I hope that in practice, it goes smoothly. You just you already know there are going to be some fans who are mm -hmm. accusing the player of faking it. You you hope that no one asks an insensitive question. You hope that players feel comfortable enough using that designation and not, you know, and hopefully there are players who are comfortable using it because I think eventually it can get to the point where it is no longer stigmatized, at least in terms of an NBA injury report, right? Mm -hmm. In an ideal world, eight years from now, someone says they miss a game or something, anxiety, depression, whatever the case may be, whatever variety of, of, mental health illness it could be, mental health injury it could be, and you hope that no one bats an eyelash, right? You know it's going to be something that unfortunately is a little bit of a flashpoint issue uh, the first year or two that it's in use, but I think that could be in a good way because I think ultimately drawing this early attention to it will kind of just ease it away, you know, make it easier to do something like this in the future. So I'm glad the league is taking that step. I'm, I'm just, I guess I'm bracing myself because you know that someone's going to say something stupid or someone's going to be awkward. Someone's about always going to say something. Yeah, stupid. that's true. That's true. No matter what. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. from last year when, when it was going down with Ben Simmons, I had, you know, quite a few, you know, we mentioned all roads lead back to Philadelphia. In this mm -hmm. case, it actually does. It's Jermaine. But when that was happening, there were a bunch of idiots saying a bunch yeah. of things. And I, and my point was, look, there's plenty that you can criticize Ben Simmons for, Right like on court stuff, passing up the dunk, not working on a shot ever, like actually receding and rather than progressing on, on his game. But this is not something that you should be criticizing him for. If he says that he's gone going through something mentally, depression, anxiety, all of the things that you mentioned, then who are we to, to judge and doubt him and like leave him alone on that front? So this is going to be part of that process is dealing with those idiots that we're going to have to weed out or not even weed out, just ha you know maybe mute because uh, they're always going to be there. Yeah, that's a good point. I did want to bring up something that I think isn't going to maybe be the sneaky biggest item in this new CBA, CBA and that's the luxury tax penalties. Mm-hmm. I think the NBA has it completely backwards on luxury tax. I think it's a terrible idea. I think it's backfiring on the league. And this is In an what obvious... way? Why don't you like it and, and how is it backfiring? Okay. So let me set the stage. This is an obvious response to what's happening with the Golden State Warriors, right? The Warriors' ownership is willing to, to pay deep, deep, deep into the luxury tax. And you had... There was a criticism going around during the finals. You had some reporters calling it saying that other owners were calling it a checkbook championship and the Warriors paid their way to the top, et cetera. I think that's good for the league. I think it's good for the league that the Warriors said, we are going to open up our pocketbooks to keep together Steph, 
Dre, Clay, and add a guy like Andrew Wiggins. I think the problem with the luxury tax is there's always going to be a team like the Warriors that's the owners are very rich and are going to be willing to pay deep into it. My bigger fear in the way it backfires is it hurts teams, smaller market teams that aren't going to make as much money as the Warriors, whose owners are maybe not quite as deep pocketed, even though all these owners can afford the luxury tax. I'm not going to give any owner a pass here. But if you're looking at the league from a team building perspective, which I've, I've tried to come away from a little bit, but look at a team like the Atlanta Hawks this summer, okay? They trade for DeJounte Murray. They immediately trade Kevin Herter right after that. I think part of that was salary motivated. They're, they're like, we're not going to afford to pay to keep all these guys. Uh, Herder's going to play less minutes. We, we want to avoid the luxury tax. Uh, you know, teams like the Miami Heat this summer, okay, they didn't want to be hard capped. They're trying to avoid the luxury tax to an extent. That means they offer P.J. Tucker a few million less. He goes to the Philadelphia, Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, I'm looking at a team like the Denver Nuggets, who have Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon, Nikola Jokic. You know, Jokic is going to get a massive extension, as will Murray one day. Are they going to be able to pay to keep around all their guys? Are they going to be worried about luxury tax penalties and repeater penalties and all this stuff? I think the luxury tax, instead of disincentivizing a team like the Warriors, what it really does is it puts a chill on kind of those middle-class teams in the NBA and I don't like that. I, I like we need to. I think they need to talk about: Are we going to give a luxury tax break to teams that are re-signing players that they drafted themselves? Because I know the league has this this fantasy of parity and every team having a star, which is just so unrealistic. To me, we should be encouraging teams that have drafted well, at least. Not that even that's even necessarily more noble than signing a free agent, but that's probably an easier sell. But at least don't penalize teams that have drafted well from keeping all their guys together. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I hear what you're saying about that. Uh, on the other hand, um, there has to be some sort of structure to it, right? Like a, a hard cap is a non-starter. Mm-hmm. Then nobody's going to go for that. So absent, you know, ripping it all up and just saying you're free to spend whatever you want. At which point you're going to have like super way more of what you're saying in terms of inequality. I don't know what the fix is here beyond the luxury tax. I mean, at some point you have to like kind of in the interest of parity, you have to kind of restrict a little bit what the absolute maximum is. You know, I cuz in theory, a free market system, you'd be like, "All right, well, just go out and spend whatever." But the OKCs and the Memphises and uh some of the smaller markets, the Milwaukee, well, I guess Milwaukee to a lesser extent, uh aren't going to do that. Right. I mean, you, you you'd have the Knicks and the Warriors and, you know, the Heat and whomever, you know, the Lakers just outspending everybody. So I don't, I don't know what the solve is here. You know, this is kind of it's in an imperfect system. There's no doubt about it. I agree with you on that. Uh, but I, I don't know that you can just like let the Warriors, you know, dip into the bank account unfettered. I, I think they should be allowed to. I, I mean, I like the. I like the restrictions on the type of contracts you can give more. So there's different, you know, mid-level exceptions for tax-paying teams and non-tax-paying teams. Uh, I would prefer something like that. You know, once you once you reach a certain level of the tax, okay, you can the max mid-level you can offer someone, uh, or you can only build your team out 
through minimums, etc. I, I prefer a system like that, but you know, there's a world in which Steph, Clay, and Dre, let's say they're signed by the Oklahoma City Thunder or drafted by the Oklahoma City Thunder all these years ago. And OKC, you know, famously tried to avoid the tax with James Harden, break up that team. Uh, imagine if those guys had been broken up because there's an owner who fears a luxury tax. Now, again, the other side of this coin is all these owners can afford the luxury tax, okay? They're sitting on at least a billion dollars. All these owners are sitting on at least a billion dollars on their franchises. They should all be paying into the tax. But I, I'm more into the idea that uh, we should be restricting the types of contracts or something like that. But I don't know. I don't know if I'm the only person who's paranoid about this, but I just have this fear that one day some great team is going to be broken up and it's going to be because of the luxury tax. And and that's to me like a bad reason. And I, I guess that's what the NBA wants. They want uh, players to be sent around the league, but on one hand they decry all this player movement and people wanting trades, et cetera. But on the other hand, they want one star on every team. When I think the, the kinds of teams that people get attached to are the teams that have been together for years. We all, you know, the big three Spurs. Now we have the, this Warriors run. Uh, the Nuggets could be there one day. The Grizzlies in the mid 2010s. I think the the most memorable teams in this sport are the ones that that you saw them in six playoffs together. Yeah, I, I mean, memorable. I guess is the key. It's doing a lot of heavy lifting in that sentence, right? Because like. <laughs> I mean, it's great if you're a Warriors fan, and this is something that Howard Beck and I had discussed quite a few times on various podcasts. Like, I thought the Warriors dynasty was dead. Long live the Warriors dynasty, right? I mean, like, they come back out of nowhere, uh, or not so much out of nowhere, but they reboot when everybody thinks that they were done. I mean, I was, I think you were there too, but I was in Oakland for the final game at Oracle, and the Raptors were celebrating on the Warriors floor and Clay had gotten hurt and everybody knew that KD was leaving and you think that dynasty is over and then they come roaring back and they win another one. If you're a Warriors fan, that's awesome. For the rest of us, at least for me, there's some fatigue there. Like, mm. you know, like, so you're saying like, it's a bad thing to break them up. I'm going, uh, how much more Warriors can I handle in my basketball diet? I'm kind of full. I... <laughs> Again, like all things in life, it's a balance because what I like about the current iteration of the Warriors, I think the Durant thing adds to the fatigue, right? Because if Durant never happens, it's a little bit of a different conversation. What I like about the current state of the Golden State Warriors, at least, is they're very, very good. Maybe my title favorite. I might put Steph number one on my top 100, but I think they're beatable. And I think that's what you need in the mm -hmm. NBA All at the end of the day. You need these great teams, but they need to be beatable. Like the beauty of the big three heat was that all the talent they had in their top three, they were a beatable team. Um, and I think as long as you think that that is a possibility, then the, the league is in good shape. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I think like the Durant version of the Warriors was really exhausting because there was yes, this sense of yes. inevitability. I and mean, this version... Right. Bad. Yeah. And yeah. this version of the Warriors is not that they're they're just really good, uh, but they you know they're by by no means a foregone conclusion, which makes them much more tolerable. However, uh, still, uh, <laughs> like a lot of a lot of uh, the same like knowing that the Warriors are going to be in the mix. But I guess it's better than the alternative, which was you know the Super Team KD version. Yeah. So just something to keep an eye on. I'm interested to see how that. There's always one thing they sneak into the CBA 
that has unintended consequences, though. Whether it's the Supermax or whatever, there's always one thing they sneak in. Some people say they, the amnesty clause led to LeBron leaving the Heat when they amnestied Mike Miller. There's always one thing they put in the CBA that has unintended consequences that they'll go, uh-oh, how did we end up here? And I'm, I have my eye on this luxury tax thing. Um, yeah, this is really on your that, radar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are not, you are not at all expecting. I mean, this. look, <laughs> there's going to be basketball, <laughs> and there's going to be a financial system in place, and like, there's especially the CBA is. I mean, like, unless you're Larry Kuhn, like, it's so dense. Right. So ultimately, it's like, all right, they're going to roll the basketball out there and there's going to be games and there's going to be some sort of structure in place to determine I'm, who's on what team. And I'm in very deep, John, and I don't want to admit how many are. hours I've spent on Larry Coon's CBA FAC website. Um, well, let's, let's I guess I could probably do another 30 minutes about just luxury tax alone, but I guess I'll to spare you. We can I, I, sh- I would have brought my abacus and my slide rule. <laughs> I didn't know that there'd be math. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... <laughs> Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Let's move on to an idea that you said, ha, is funny. Let's do that. (laughs) I want to be clear, that was in a text. That wasn't a a a spoken sentence. Still, the single ha is so... I I never know how to feel about it. Um, That was... uh, (laughs) That was my version of praise. I, li- <laughs> okay. I liked the idea. Okay, there we go. So uh, shout out to producer Shelby, who also gave me this idea, who said, why don't you rank the best available free agents? And I was like, mm, Shel- I, in- I didn't actually respond to Shelby. But my first thought was, there are no good free agents left. 
which mm-hmm. I think will actually make this next game pretty funny. So we're going to play some free agent matchmaker. Yes. I'm going to run down a list of just a few free agents here. We're going to pick four each. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll alternate and decide what team they should go to. Uh, Shelby wants me to make sure we add Ben McLemore to our list. I don't know that Ben McLemore is going to make it Shelby, but here are just some free agents that are available. Just to let you guys know, the aforementioned Ben McLemore, Carmelo Anthony, Blake Griffin, Eric Bledsoe, Boogie Cousins, Hassan Whiteside, who I saw at the Fort Lauderdale International Airport about a month ago. It was very strange. Rajon Rondo, Dwight Howard, Alfred Payton, Paul Millsap, Wayne Ellington, Tristan Thompson, <laughs> alleged salute, <laughs> LaMarcus Aldridge, Rodney Hood, Avery Bradley, Isaiah Thomas, Jeremy Lamb. Oh, God, Tristan Thompson. Just an absolute. Wow, Tristan Thompson. Absolute. Uh, Counting him. All right. Tabloid, tabloid legend. Um, he was in Greece this summer. <laughs> Living it up. Uh, um, yeah. I love this list. I love this game. This is a great idea. We're going to do a handful together. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you go first? This is your idea. I, I just, but I, I think you're right. The, the list is kind of grim, but that's what makes it fun. Yes, I agree. I agree. The grimness of the list is, is the appeal here. I'm going to start with a Philadelphia 76er great, mm-hmm. Dwight Howard. Yeah. Who should have been on the NBA's top 75 list. Criminal that he was left off. Absolutely absurd. I mean, He's had a better career than Anthony Davis. It's so many guys. But I think the Denver Nuggets need to release DeAndre Jordan yesterday and sign Dwight Howard. Now, DeMarcus Cousins is an obvious fit here. He played there last year. But I think Boogie doesn't want to be a backup to the MVP for an entire season again. You're not going to play that much. Dwight Howard, while not necessarily great for the Sixers in the playoffs – I think he's still a capable backup center in the right situation. He won't be asked to do much in Denver. They have a good offense uh, that will be able to sustain some of those bench lineups that he struggles with, uh, that often struggle with scoring. You only need him for short stints a night. We're talking 10 to 14 mm-hmm. to 16 minutes. I think he can give you those bursts still. So I, I like Dwight Howard to the Nuggets. And, you know, yeah. him and Jokic have a little history. Maybe, you know, Dwight makes some awkward jokes and Jokic doesn't laugh. And But that's Maybe. That. Yeah, <laughs> certainly. Um, no, I like that too, and I, and I think you're absolutely right that the uh, the ten to fourteen, fifteen minute range is the sweet spot for him. That's really all you need uh, out of Dwight. Any more than that, a little bit of Dwight goes a long way. Yes, you just need a on every a little, front an accent of Dwight Howard, a yeah. sprinkle, a, a finishing salt, a, a dusting of salt. Dwight. Yeah, I will say I was at Staples Center. I was covering. Uh, back when you could go into locker rooms and whatnot, many more Lakers games, Dwight Howard's first season back with the team. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty awesome to see, you know, there was this one game, he's hustling all over the court. All of a sudden, he's just getting this huge ovation in Staples Center. He still has a little something to give. Uh, and that was a cool moment to see him kind of earn that applause back at Staples Center. I mean, obviously, that was a couple years ago now. But uh, yeah, I like Dwight on the Nuggets. All right. Speaking of uh, one-time Lakers who uh, got back into the mix and got some applause, I'm going to go with Carmelo, who, you know, things in Houston did not go great. Then he goes to the Lakers. And you know what? There's a case to be made over the last, at least the last year, year and change, 
that he was one of the more consistent Lakers, right? Like <laughs> the Lakers like have been in complete and utter disarray. And then there was just mellow trotting out there and like getting solid minutes and, you know, putting points on the board. Um, there were a lot of conversations, rumors after Gallinari went down. I don't want good things. Neither do you for the Celtics ever. But after Gallinari went down, everybody was like, hey, wouldn't Mello make sense there, right? You could sort of get some of those same minutes out of Mello. But uh, the Boston people that I know in my life tell me that the C's are probably out on Mello. So this is, I don't know, as I'm doing all of this, none of this, I like, I'm not getting into Larry Coons slash Rohan CBA fits. This is just like what I would like to happen. Let's send him back to the garden. Let's send him back to the garden he can get some minutes off the bench. He can get those applause that you were talking about Dwight getting when he was in LA. Uh, and he can ride off into the sunset. You want Melo back on the Knicks? I mean, I I don't want good things for the Knicks either, but I think that that's a fun storyline. Interesting. Wow. I was so curious because you had put Melo on your list. And mm-hmm. I was like, where's John going to send him? I was like, there's well, no way he puts him on the Celtics. It's too fit far. Fit-wise, the Celtics make sense. Uh, but again, I, I don't want good things for the Celtics. And also, as I mentioned, it seems like they might be out on him. Um, this this he's, he's in better form and playing better at this stage in his career than Allen Iverson was at the end of his career. Mm-hmm. But I remember mm-hmm. when Iverson went back after the Memphis debacle to the Sixers, and it was just like a farewell tour. And yeah. the Sixers didn't have anything going on. And neither did Iverson. And it was fun for both sides while it lasted, which was short. And then that was the end. I don't know how much Mel has left. I suspect more than Iverson did then. But storyline wise, one more ride in the garden. Why not? I don't. Do, I, you know what? You're, I'm coming around to it a little bit. I'm sure Knicks fans would be upset that it's one more vet. Tibbs can play in front of the young guys. Yeah. But it would be fun to see him. You know, he's going to have like a random 28 point game at some point this season. Whoever he signs with next. And it would be fun to see that happen in a Knicks uniform in Madison Square Garden. I agree. So I, I actually quite like that one. I'm coming right. around to it. Okay, my next one is going to be... I'm sticking with centers here. Okay. Now, I was going to take Boogie for this, but you you wanted Boogie, and I said, that's okay. I did. I've got a thought for Boogie. Yeah. So I'm going to say Hassan Whiteside. Okay. So and I'm you getting saw him off in the Fort Lauderdale I'm, airport, and I'm getting off a plane at like 6 a.m. This gigantic figure is walking toward my gate, and I'm like, "Oh, it's Hassan Whiteside." I think. Did you dab him up? Did you say hi? I don't. I have a. You have such an aggrieved look. We're doing a podcast right now. I'd like to say for the listeners that he has a really like pained look on his face. I every game that Hassan Whiteside started for the Heat, I wish Udonis Haslam started instead. Okay. Um, I want Hassan Whiteside to sign with the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, in part, in part because you know he's a little bit of a character, and what does that team need? Another character, absolutely. But also, I think the Nets need a little bit of front court help. They have. Nick Claxton penciled in as their opening day center. I think a lot of people expect them to play small. I don't think that that's going to be realistic in certain playoff matchups. I think it's going to be hard for them to go small against Philadelphia, for example. It's going to be a little difficult for them to go small in certain lineups against the Bucks Because you look at like their best four players, it's Simmons, Kyrie, Durant, and probably Joe Harris. You can't really play Harris, Curry, Durant, 
Simmons I think you're sleeping on TJ Warren. I I'm all in on the TJ Warren renaissance. I want to see it happen. It feels a little premature for me to put him in that group, but I I do think he can be really good. So I just think they need a little bit of front court help, a little bit of front court insurance, even if it's just someone to take six fouls. I, I think they have a oh boy, a sharp. I'm gonna mix up Shade and Sharp, and uh, I'm gonna have to look up the Nets depth chart. I haven't I haven't done my write out every team's depth chart exercise yet. Um, but yes, it's Dayron Sharp is their backup center. I just think they need a little bit more front court insurance. They've got Markeith Morris who we don't know how much he has left to, to give. I, so I'm going to give them Whiteside because I think that they need they need some bulk. They need some bulk. And I think Tristan Thompson would be too much character to add to that team. Mm-hmm. Whiteside's the right amount. I like that. You mentioned Markeith Morris. They signed him to a one-year $2.9 million contract. Non-guaranteed deal. Philadelphia's own. I, I had held out hopes that one day one of the more I would play at mm. home. Uh, still an unrealized dream for me. I'm going to piggyback off of this one because I okay. have one for the Nets too for, for a lot of the same reasons that you outlined with Nick Claxton. I like Claxton. I'm just not sure mm-hmm. that uh, he's the His long free throw t- shooting is an issue for them in the playoff uh, series. There's a lot of things that are an yeah. issue for them with Nick Claxton. Um, I'm going to go with a guy you, you mentioned uh, that I took from you, Boogie Cousins, but for yes. wholly different reasons. Mm. I, you know, I think Boogie could give them some solid minutes, but it has much less to do with actual basketball than it does to do with storylines. Anybody who knows me knows that in addition to loving basketball, we're content creators. I like the content. I like the, the storylines. I love the idea of Boogie Cousins going to that team, a team that has been defined by chaos and continuing the chaos. And in, and in some ways... Kind of being the sheriff, uh, the sheriff of it, because you've got Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons, and I would love for Boogie to be like, uh-uh, not today. Like you're getting on my last nerve, and we're probably going to have it out, and it's probably not going to be good for you. Yes, and please for all of that. I would love put him in that locker room. I would love to see Kyrie explaining his latest like Alex Jones conspiracy theory to Boogie Cousins. Like Boogie has and Boogie having none of it. <laughs> yeah, just the most expressive face in the NBA, probably. Yeah, and I would, I would genuinely love to see. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Maybe Kyrie seems to have a persuasive personality. He gets all these superstars to talk about how much they love playing with him. Maybe, unfortunately, he could somehow rope Boogie into some of this. But yes, I'm with you. I think personality fit, uh, need fit. It's all there for Boogie to the Nets. I think that's the one we all. Give it really, to me. really, really want to see. Yes, please. Uh, all right, what's your next one? My next one is, this one's actually a little bit more serious. Sorry again, Shelby, because it's not going to be Ben McLemore. Jeremy Lamb is on this list. I like, I've always had a, a soft spot for Jeremy Lamb. You know, he feels like, it feels like every time you watch him play against your team, you're like, hey, this guy's scoring quite a bit. Like, can we get someone on Jeremy Lamb? Can we, can, we, can we get our best defender on Jeremy Lamb for a possession? I want to see Jeremy Lamb sign with the Phoenix Suns. Now, the Suns didn't really do anything this offseason other than have this big report come out about how their owner is doing all these terrible things in the workplace. Uh, basically botched the entire DeAndre Ayton situation. Uh, ended up re-signing him begrudgingly. Don't imagine he's going to finish out his contract there. Uh, 
And then other than that, like, didn't really do too much to change the team after their shocking Game 7 loss to the Dallas Mavericks that I've now said a million times on this podcast remains just the most mind-melting game I've ever seen in person. And I like Jeremy Lamb there because I do think that they need some backcourt insurance. And I like this fit because whoever's backing up Chris Paul and Devin Booker is not going to play a lot. Those are big minutes guys. Right. At the same time, you know, both of them missed time last year. They need to find players who can ease the burden on Paul. Obviously, Jeremy Lamb is not a pure point guard or anything like that. He's like sub microwave. What's I don't know what is like an oven, like lower a toaster than a oven. Yeah, you know what? I have a like lot an of air respect fryer. For, I have a lot of respect for toaster ovens. Actually, we don't sure. need to unpack very, that. But they're versatile. Yeah, they're very versatile. He's like. I don't know. He's like a steamer basket. Mm, okay. I, I don't want to disrespect Asian cultures, though, because they'd be putting in work with steamer baskets. Um, I don't know. He's a hot plate. You know, <laughs> he's like, he's a hotel hot, hot plate. Yeah. All right. So yeah, he can he can give them a little something on some nights, uh, and I think he can he could do well under the tutelage of someone like Chris Paul. So I like Jeremy Lamb maybe getting a few buckets for the Phoenix Suns. I like that. I mean... Uh, I'm actually kind of surprised for the same reasons that you are that that Jeremy Lamb hasn't hooked on with somebody by mm-hmm. now because uh, he still can play. Um, but that would be a good fit. Yours are all like much more thoughtful and earnest <laughs> than mine. Mine have like next to nothing to do with actual basketball. and Which and honestly is probably the better way to have done this exercise. The irony of this is I do this to Pina all the time because yeah. I'm always just choosing chaos and he gets oh, so yeah. upset. Yeah, I, um, I wake up every morning and choose violence. Yeah, yeah that's my yeah. that's my ethos. Um, I got Rondo, and mm-hmm. I was talking. And the reason why I picked Rondo was because I was. T- I I think I've mentioned this to you before. I have a lot of friends from Boston. They're all the worst. Uh, I spent a long time in Boston, and they just like continually uh, annoy the living hell out of me. But they love Rondo, and they were talking about Rondo yesterday because one of them has COVID, so he was watching like the two thousand a two thousand eight game. Uh, and Rondo was super young and running around and I was like, okay, well, where would you want Rondo to go now? And this was their answer. One of those friends, by the way, is SI editor, Jason Schwartz. So shouts to Schwartz, but I asked them and they, uh, they came up with this idea. This is from acclaimed food writer and James Beard award winner, Kevin Alexander, who just wrote a book called California soul. It's on the back of my, uh, my background here. I highly recommend it. Uh, but they picked the Pelicans for him and here's their reasoning. I'm going to read it because this is what they wrote to me because I feel like he would be a good mentor for Alvarado. He already likes doing sneaky, annoying stuff. Rondo (laughs) is your guy for being annoying and he would be able to come in and calm people down and make weird bounce passes to Ingram in places he'd like to score, but mostly for the annoying stuff. I love that. Uh, An annoying mentor for Alvarado sounds great. Let's ship him off to the Pelicans. I actually love this fit of Rajon Rondo, a new Orleans Pelicans legend. Of course he had a stint there played alongside Anthony Davis, I really like Rondo to the Pelicans, especially because the Pelicans are already shaping up to be a rival to Chris Paul and the Suns. And it's like, you know what? Let's add in. We, we You thought Jose Alvarado was annoying. How about we add in your actual real-life nemesis, uh, Rajon Rondo, to the team as well? And the idea of Chris Paul trying to dribble the ball up the floor with Alvarado and Rondo in his face, just mm-hmm. seeing red, I love that idea. I actually also do think he could be a good mentor for that team. 
They didn't get a ton from Devontae Graham in the playoffs last year. I don't know that Rondo's giving you a ton in the playoffs, but he can give you a little bit. I do think he had a moment in that Cavs playing game where he kind of came in and settled things down for the team a little bit. He's still – it's so hard with him because he just has stretches where you're like, why is this guy still in the league? And then he has other stretches where you're like, this is the most important bench player in the league. Uh He's 36. I like the idea of him going to the Pelicans a lot. I actually think that you you think that that's just for annoyance, but I think that actually makes a lot of sense. Quick aside here, not to get too basketball-y and get out of my lane, uh, but to get a little basketball-y, what do you think about the Pelicans this season, uh, and what do you believe that Zion will give them? Because they were sneaky, fun, good, and annoying last year. Like They got off to a terrible, terrible start, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then all, all of a sudden course corrected, and you look up, and you're like, man, the, the Pelicans are like kind of interesting. Um, but all of that absent Zion, and then you, know, you get C.J. McCollum in there, and then there was the, oh, you know, Zion didn't reach out to me. Yes, he did. Never mind. Don't worry about it. Um, what are your What are your expectations for them? I'm high on the Pelicans. I mean, I think yeah. Willie Green got the most out of that group last year, especially after they got healthy. I joked about this before, but I'll run through a wall for that guy just after watching his like wired up fourth quarter pep talk he gave them. I think it was during the plan. Uh, he's just so cool. They need they. Ironically, they do need point guard help. Uh, is McCollum going to play point guard? He may have to because I think their best five players, uh, McCollum, Ingram, Herb Jones, Zion, Jonas Valanciunas, probably should be playing together. I mean, Larry Nance uh, could get in that mix. But they have a really, really good team. I, I'm, I'm high on them. I think they're going to be in the playoffs for sure this year. And I, I'm expecting big things out of Zion. At the end of the day, even though he's been out of, in and out of the lineup, when he's been on the floor, he's produced. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's been able to score from the first moment he stepped foot in the league. So I'm, I'm going with a playoff team for them. I'm really high on them. I mean, on paper, yeah. I'm, I'm with you on all of it. Uh, Zion is such a question mark mm-hmm. for so many reasons. Like, you know, the health, the weight, you know, how he integrates himself into the team. It is uh, going to be interesting to see how it works both offensively and defensively. Because offensively, I mean, Ingram and McCollum need the ball. They have a, a chemistry now. And defensively, it's going to be a weird front court, even though Herb Jones is the truth. Yeah, but fun to watch. Um, all right, let's do one more each. They might be number one on my league pass rankings that I'm going to have to do at really? some point. Yeah, they might be number one. Um, I think I put the Nuggets at one almost every year, and I think I also picked the Nuggets to win the finals. Every yeah, we, so we got to do the league pass rankings. Maybe for I'll sure. mix it up. Definitely. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming. And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is 
is uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. I'm going to go with the sentimental one. So this okay. one, I, I just threw basketball all, all out of this. Wayne Ellington, I'm going to send him back to the Miami Heat, where I, he previously used to be the record holder for three-pointers made in a season, and I believe three-pointers made off the bench uh, in a season uh, Eric Spolstra loves Wayne Ellington, okay? He told me a story once that he would go in on their off days and watch through the gym door window Wayne Ellington put up threes and just wa- just be happy to see Wayne Ellington work on his craft. Like, that would bring him joy. Like, there was an off day, so, they, you know, they were like, they made it a rule, we're not going to communicate, I'm not going to run you through drill. Just watch him through the gym door window. Just, you know, in in complete peace that Wayne Ellington is getting up threes in his off time. Sometimes you're just giving him a ride home from the facility. He sees, you see him walking down Biscayne Boulevard. He's like, yeah, I'll give you a ride home. Um, just, just beautiful. I love that marriage. Uh, the Heat's play-by-play announcer, Eric Reed calls Wayne Ellington, the man with the golden arm. I love, I love a good kitschy local announcing team nickname Yeah, for an unheralded player. And that's exactly that. I think South Florida moms would be really happy to see, hey, some dads too, everyone really. I think everyone would be happy to see Wayne Ellington on their TV screens because my mom once said he was handsome. Um, so yeah, I'm going I'm going Wayne Ellington back to the Miami Heat. The man with the golden arm makes his return. He's been kind of wayward. He had he his last season with Miami was genuinely great. Um his last full season, I should say. Uh then he got benched. Uh, I think when Dwayne Wade got back to the team, he got traded. And he's been a little wayward since. Teams keep signing him, but he can't really play defense. But I think he makes sense on the Heat. Uh, I I like – I want good things for Wayne Ellington. Mm-hmm. Um, he's from uh, not far from where I'm from. Oh. So, yeah, it's Philadelphia zone again. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'd like for him to hook on. I wonder how much he has left. Also, skill set wise, you got a lot of that in Miami, mm. right? I mean, you got a lot of gunners. Um, but yeah, I mean, he sounds like a good dude. I don't know him. Uh, but if that would make you and the South Florida moms and dads happy, then I want it. Yeah. I, thank you. Yes. Yeah. I think it, it, a lot of people would enjoy it. Uh, he had some nice moments. I think he hit like a game winning shot in a playoff series. 
uh, that Spo drew up in that Heat Raptors series from a few years ago. So he's he's had his moments. Also, listen, I'm going to be honest. I'm looking at this list. Are we going to go down the Avery Bradley route again with teams? It gets it's like every fast. year. Yeah, it's like Avery Bradley trick y'all. Um, I don't want to talk about Tristan Thompson in a basketball context, but what I would like to say about him is probably only good for the group chat. Um, Alfred Baton. I mean, it is just, it's slim pickings here. Paul Millsap, unfortunately, Paul Millsap's time in the NBA may be done. I, there's just not a lot of good options here. Um, well, since we're, you said you didn't want to talk about the basketball context, I got one more for you. Uh, here's my last one. So I'm going to go with Blake Griffin, mm. who I think is very much finished. However, <laughs> the way that things went down for him in LA were bad, right? I mean, so they, they decide that they're going to sign him to the Clippers sign him to a five year extension. They tell him he's the franchise player. They famously put together this big video thing oh, for fake him. Retired his Jersey. They fake retired his Jersey. So for people who don't know the Clippers famously do not have any retired jerseys. And like forever, everybody's been wondering, like, are they ever going to retire anybody's jersey? So they they fake retired his jersey. They're like, you're our guy. You're going to be our guy forever. And then they ship him to Detroit at a time when Detroit. I mean, everybody knows Detroit was absolutely cratering. But the way that he says he found out was even worse. He says a friend told him that a trade could be on the way. And so upon hearing that, Blake Griffin called his agent, who then tried contacting the Clippers, but they didn't answer his call. So Blake Griffin went to the team facility and like just like had this very awkward conversation with Lawrence Frank. And then officially he found out when Woj tweeted it. So I want to burn some sage here over at <laughs> crypto.com. I want to undo all of this. Blake back to the Clippers. Wow. He can, Blake back to the Clippers where he doesn't have to do anything except for sit on the bench. He can do his comedy shows again. He can hang around with actors and actresses, which he loves. He loves being in LA and we can undo that whole awful period where he was shunted off to Detroit uh, unceremoniously. We need, we need to undo that juju. I don't hate that at all. It is interesting to think about, that time he snubbed uh, Steve Ballmer very obviously and then tried to be like, oh, it wasn't a snub. I was mm-hmm. doing my usual routine. They would, you know, they would have to do some special sage burning, you know? Yeah. Maybe throw some, you know, they'd they'd have to, I don't, I'm trying to think, like, they'd have to burn up another herb, but it sounds like I'm talking about smoking weed. I don't know. They'd have to do something. All they'd the have things. To do, yeah, they'd have to, yeah. I, whatever else they could do, a seance, I don't know. They'd have to have some kind of special reconciliation, but I like it because it's a a good way for him to ring chase also because I think the Clippers yeah. are going to be a lot of people's team's title favorites. And, you know, he doesn't have to do it to chase a ring. He can do it to just go home. Like you said, all these other reasons that are good for him to be in L.A. I really like that one, John. I really, really like that one. I was curious who you would say Blake to. It was a little uncomfortable watching Blake in that Celtic series where it's like he hasn't played in months and it's it was the most like lit- it was it was the closest thing we've seen to someone literally dusting off an NBA player and putting them into a game. <laughs> it was like we have no answers right now. He had a couple moments. Uh you know, he was so tired within like 2 minutes yeah. cuz he hadn't played in so long and now they're putting him in a high stakes playoff game. Man, the bottom on his career fell out so quick. I mean, like we're not that far removed. We're like six years removed from 
the Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, Lob City Clippers who could never get out of the second round, like six, seven years. That's not that long ago. And then all of a sudden it was over for him. I mean, I talk about this all the time. I talk about this player all the time. Blake Griffin is 33. He's, I think, four or five years younger than P.H.A. Tucker. I believe four years. If you watch the playoffs, P.H.A. Tucker's guarding Jason Tatum. Blake mm-hmm. Griffin is on his last legs. I mean, obviously, Blake has had the knee injuries. I'm not trying to, like, make light of anything. But it's just genuinely shocking that he should be on the tail end of his prime. He should be entering now his, like, years of a backup big. Instead, it's like, like you said, literally looks like the bottom fell completely out. It's it's shocking, honestly. It's, it's sad because he's a fun guy to have in the league. He was. Uh, but that's why I want, you know, as he rides off into retirement, early retirement at 33, um, you know, nice, easy, soft landing for him, right? Or exit. Mm-hmm. He can sit there with the Clippers and, and like, like I mentioned, go off to uh, the comedy store and the Laugh Factory and yuck it up. <laughs> I haven't been to the comedy store or Laugh Factory yet somehow. Dude, you're missing out. Fun times. Yeah, I really, I just feel like, and I, I just know the night I go, Joe Rogan's going to end up being the surprise <laughs> Canadian. I just know. <laughs> um, maybe he's funny. I don't know. I, I honestly have no idea. It's he's still the Fear Factor host to me. Uh, anyway, John, I believe yeah. that will do it for this exercise as well as today's episode of Open Floor. But I had a movie that I wanted to induct into mm. our, our bad movie corner. I know I'm springing this on you, but I, the other night I, I was, I think I was doing some, uh, you know, finishing up some work. I had to do a little, some dishes or something. And I was like, I just need the dumbest possible movie on the TV screen right now. And lo and behold, I find a movie on Netflix. I think it might be based on a comic or a graphic novel. Listen to this cast, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Idris Elba, Chris Evans, Zoe Saldana. Oh, I know this. I know this yes. movie. I'm of course talking about the, I believe, 2010 classic, The Losers. The Losers. Yeah, I've seen yeah. it. <laughs> it's it's uh, incredibly bad watchable. Yes, and the CGI in it is like like my friends and I are making like our high school movie project for the year. Yeah. And we're like, oh, put an explosion here. And it's like, <laughs> that's what the CGI in that movie looks like. Had you seen it before? I had not. And it, it kept... So I've, of course, now seen a lot of bad movies on Netflix, like Den of Thieves, or the I've seen a movie called Takers, which Den also of, has... A, so stop right there. Den of Thieves, not a bad movie. Underrated movie. Uh, perhaps. Perhaps Den of Thieves is underrated. It's also... The problem with every heist movie is the people doing the heist don't get away with it. And I'm like... You want them to get away with it? Yeah, like, yeah, like, <laughs> yes. Okay. I've never, I'm rooting for De Niro in Heat. I'm not, I'm never rooting oh, for, for Pacino. Sure. Um, I'm definitely not rooting for, like, Gerard Butler's, like, gross cop character over Pablo Schreiber. Um, so, I, you know, I've seen that. I've seen this movie called Takers, which is another weird heist movie with Matt Dillon, Idris Elba, Paul Walker. Yeah, I think R.I.P. Paul Walker. In it. Yeah. Yep. So, of course, I'm going to get recommended The Losers. I mean, I've been getting re- recommended for months now. It's like I see it every time I open it. So I was like, okay, let me give this a whirl. And, yeah, like huge machine guns, absurd explosions. It really, like, 
yeah, it, it really checked all the boxes. I'm glad that uh, you found the losers. This feels like an appropriate match. Uh, I have <laughs> seen all of those movies that you've mentioned. They're all of a kind. So yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that feels like it would fit in great for you. Yeah. Takers was especially ridiculous. Um, also bad, but also yeah. bad good. And yeah. I am uh, a massive Fast franchise fan. Of course. So of course. Uh, anything Paul Walker related, I'm in. Yes. I, I've seen all of the Paul Walker movies. And Into the many Blue? of them are what's terrible. That, what's, that, what's that Beach movie he's in? Because I saw that in theaters. That's how yeah. good I was on Paul Walker. Yeah, uh, it, it escapes me now, and he's in it yeah. with uh, an, another Jessica Alba, actor. I think. Jessica Alba, yeah. yeah. Blue something? I thought it was Into the Blue. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's Into the yeah, Blue. I, mean, it's, I knew that there like was a, a blue in there. Fake Anyway, title, check all yeah. those out. Yeah. Um, yes, I. all of this to say, we give the losers our full recommendation. Um but that'll do it for today's episode of Open Floor. Thank you so much to everyone for tuning in. Make sure you keep your emails coming. I'm going to be honest, guys. I'm, I'm waiting for the emails. We're getting a few good ones. We're building up our mailbag episode. But, I, you know, I want to see the emails. I know you guys have some good questions for us before the season starts. So we'd love to get to that. So keep the emails coming in. Openfloormail at gmail.com. Uh, until then, everyone, please continue to enjoy the NBA offseason. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game. Revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL Plus. Visit NFL.com slash schedule release to learn more.